What's up guys, it's your boy Fisher El Rico And welcome to another episode, a special guest episode of the Self Proof Podcast We have one of my very close friends, he's also <laughs> a dancer, this guy's phenomenal at what he does But we're going to talk to him about being the dumbest Interesting title, I know So, without further ado, let's get into the conversation It's your boy, Official Rico and J.O. Stacks and Jeff Finley. And let's get into the conversation. So, before we get started, I know you. Yes. He doesn't know he you. He does not know me. So, this is your introduction to me. So, tell yes. me who you are, where you're from, and what you're all about. Hey, man. Well, my name is Jet Finley. I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Whoop! H-Town. Um, H-Town. <laughs> Your boy's from Houston, too. Did you guys meet out here or out in Houston? We met in, we, out here. We met out here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas. I moved to L.A. about seven and a half months ago to pursue my career in like, the entertainment, dance. I do music. I do some dance as well. I do music. I sing. Uh, I'm into fashion. So I'm like I'm, I'm out here doing my thing. So it's, it's a lot. So would you say you're primarily a dancer? Like, what's your first focus? Is it? Are you just kind of out here trying to figure that out as well? Um, no, my first focus is it's dance. Like, I started in the dance industry. I started dancing when I was like 14 years old, um, professionally, and I was like 21, uh, straight out of college. So, like, dance has kind of like been like my key to get into other things, like you know, like fashion shows, um, doing different things like that. So it's like I just. I let dance be how I shook different hands. You know, people know, oh, he can dance too. Okay, well, cool. Can you do this? Can you do that? So it's just like letting that be like my key to get into everything else. I like how you worded that just now. You let dance get you to shake other people's hands. Yeah, absolutely. I like like that. Yeah. That's the thing about L.A. too. You can come in with your primary focus, but then you realize that everything's all intangible. It all kind of goes yeah, together. Absolutely. So it's so easy to branch out into right. there, especially in the creative field. Right. Yeah. I mean, back in Houston, we would be called like a triple threat or more yeah. than that. But like yeah. out here, you're just now part of the team. You're just and another now one. <laughs> you're just another one. So right. then you have to find that key thing that you can capitalize on and make it something way grander than what it was in your city before you moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. And I think about because I just went to an audition last weekend, and the guy was talking, um, Kehlani, that's his name. He's a dancer, too. His name's Kehlani. And he was talking, and he basically gave the example that I just gave, like, yeah, we're dancers, but dance can branch you off into so much more different things. Like, he used J-Lo, for example. J-Lo's a dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, she, naturally. She started, she started as a dancer. Yep. And she's been in movies. You know what I'm she's saying? Like actress, she's, she's, she's an actress. She's an Exactly. She's not just that one thing, but we know her as J-Lo, the dancer. Right. You know, but when you think about her whole brand, it's just not dance. It's it's a whole a plethora of things. Wasn't Diddy a dancer as well, or did he just kind of add that into his repertoire I think he on? added that into his repertoire. Okay, okay. Because ever since I knew Diddy, he was a singer. Uh, but what I was going to say was it's funny that you like brought up J-Lo because it's a conversation that I have with a lot of creatives, which is, we know you can do 10,000 things, right. but what do I know you for? What, right. what are you right. wanting right. to be known yeah. as? Right. And for me, I know I do a hell of a lot. Yeah. But the first thing somebody asks me, what do you do? I'm an actor. 
Yeah. Why? Because that's where I want to capitalize. And, and then I bring in the other. Oh, so what else do you do? Yeah. Then I can tell you all of this. But the first thing I'm going to hand you is my acting resume. Yeah. So my question then, back in Houston, is there a good or a big dance community? As far as you can go out there, that's why you came out to L.A. Or is just L.A. always the So dream? Houston has grown a lot. Like, Houston's dance scene now is, like, more prominent than it has been. You know, yeah. like... A lot of great dancers have come out of Houston. A lot of great dancers have been on Water Dance. Like, we have a studio in Houston where it's, like, showcased Water Dance. Like, Houston started mm. Water Dance. Yep. It's, like, that's where it, it derived from. So, it's, like, we have what it takes. It's just, it sucks that we don't have, like, the network that right, we need to right. to be able to keep it fluctuating and being consistent. Yeah, and, like, it's getting there. Like, within the next, I'm going to say, five to seven years, we will have that market, and it will be a time where you can live in Houston and work off dance. Right. You know, like, you can and work off dance. And you can live in Houston yeah. and work off any, honestly, any of the performing arts. Because, like you said, that's what it's, that's what I see that it's running out to. I've been to plenty of, like, small studios, and they've started doing that, and they're starting to try to get that brand out there. So it's a, it'll be known, you know, more than just, the home of Beyonce. Yeah, absolutely. Then you can say that, yeah, Beyonce's from here, but I'm from here too. Right. And when they hear that, you're like, oh, you're from Houston? Atlanta already has that sound. L.A. definitely has that sound. But when it comes to Houston, I think it's starting to really turn around and be exactly what Houston wants to be. And that's to be multifaceted in all areas. This is not even my interview. You should be saying all of this. No, I mean, you you know the city too, so it's like I you understand like the relatability of it. So I mean, it's cool to hear somebody else talk about it so fluently because everyone else is kind of like, "Oh, you're from Houston." Beyoncé. It's like, "No, Houston has more. I love Beyoncé to death. Like I love yeah. her. I can't wait to." Right. You know, like she's everything, but at the end of the day, like she set a platform for other people that are now, like, real big. For right. example, Megan Thee Stallion, Lizzo. Lizzo is wasn't born in Houston, but she was raised in raised Houston, in so Houston. she represents Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like, she'll say it all day long, like, I'm from the SWAT. Like, she was born in Detroit, but at the same time, like, she's repping our city mm-hmm. because that's where she was raised predominantly. So it's like we have a lot of great rappers, too, like Big Mo, you know? Travis like Scott. Travis Scott. Yeah. Travis Scott's amazing, too. Like, oh, yeah. Just That's a lot sure. of different people, you know, like that are coming out of there that are making a really big statement like for the city, and it makes me proud because it's not just that Beyonce thing anymore. Like, it's, now it's like Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, Travis Scott, Lizzo, you know, Big Pokey, Big Mo, you know, all, like, it, the list just keeps on going, Slim Thug, you know, like, it just it just keeps going, so it's it's really cool. I think that's a nice thing. I can't really say, because where I'm from is a very small city back up in Canada. I can only imagine being from Houston or a city like that where you have all these big people coming up and actually say, like, you know what? If they can do it, I can definitely do it as well. Right. So that's it, got, I'm assuming it, it that's part of the plan. motivation, right? It kind of puts that plan in motion that, oh, that name came out of here. My name's about to come out of here, too. It's about to be known for that. And that's why one of the first things I say when I introduce myself and people ask me where I'm from, I'm originally from South Carolina, but I will say Houston. Because that's where I was raised. That's mm-hmm. where I was bred, basically. Yeah. That's where I got a lot of my training from. That's where I met a lot of people. That's where I made connections. And I started a lot of the stuff that I do now. But it started there. And I think given that platform, it just gives or puts fire up under other artists behind saying, you know what, now this city's not only known for that, mm-hmm. but now it can be known for me. Because... Yeah, you hear all of those names. Then you go into the next industry, which is sports. You hear J.J. Watts. You hear James Harden. You hear 
somebody off Dallas Cowboys that I don't know, but you'll hear <laughs> those names. <laughs> you'll definitely hear those names. You'll hear those teams. You'll hear the Astros. You'll hear all of that. But when it really gets to the acting part or the dancing part, you don't hear that. You hear the musicians, the singers, the football players, the baseball players. But what else are we known for? Because we have a lot of those people. Oh, let's in not the forget city. Solange. We can't leave oh, Solange. Solange is a part of the no. We can't. Well, you know what? Of course, she's. We can't leave her out. <laughs> no, because she's another great representation of she the is. city. Like she. Uh, I could just go on and on with about Solange. She's so great. I've had a chance to meet her several times and just sit in like intimate settings and just like be around her. She's just so different. Than what everyone like put your thinks her. Yeah, she's just so awesome. But the she funny really thing is, is, Beyonce's like that too. Everybody thinks she's so bougie and so bent out of shape, but she's not. She's a really sweet person. She's so poised. I love she's her. I've queen. worked with her many times, <laughs> and I'm like, this, if people knew you to be this person instead of what they think you are, you'd be phenomenal. Like, yeah. it'll be phenomenal. And that's why I guess everybody thinks she's just the, the highest of heights. But she's one of the most humble people that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. She is. So So my, my second question to you. So you say yeah. come on here. Primarily, you're a dancer. So okay. what would be your secondary? Like you say take dancing off the table. What's number two? What's number two? Oh, number two would be uh, music. Okay. Yeah, number two would be music. I, I love music. It's what fuels dance. You know, you can't have dance without music. So it's like... I made I've made music, I've recorded music, I've been singing all my life. I grew up in church, so it's like that's just part of my DNA. I feel like when I couldn't dance for a year and six months, it, it did something to me. It stopped my whole drive. Like, you know, you have those moments in life where you go through something and you know you're good at it. You know, right. you're just like, I'm good at this shit. I don't need to be, you know. But when something happens and you stop, I kind of feel like your brain starts to realize, like, I really can't live without this. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't, if I can't do this one thing, like, I don't know. I'm going to be fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be tripping out. I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be crazy. So when I couldn't dance for a year and six months, that's when everything started making sense to me. Like, okay. okay. And that's I need how you to, know it's your first love yeah. as well. It's because I can't live without that thing. Yeah. So, so why couldn't you dance for a year and six months? Well, it's a funny story behind that. <laughs> <laughs> I was working for Forever 21, and we had these raggedy escalators, and it uh, ejected me off, and oh, it shit. went into my knee, and I had to have surgery, Damn. and I was not able to have mobility in my knee to bend it because of how severe the cut was, so I couldn't dance because I had to sit out and let it completely heal from the inside out. Right. So I couldn't dance for a year, and I had to like sit back and watch things happen and like still go to work, but can't go to dance class. Like... Just got to hop around going to work and hop around going home. And And here's the worst thing about that. I would say if I was in that position, seeing stuff and seeing that some people are not as good as you know you are. Right. And you're like, I could have done that. And then just being in a position where it's like, I'm not just a hip hop dancer. Like I dance in heels. So just rebuilding my body to be in a heel. And like my knee, you know, like you need your ankles and your knees to mm-hmm. on elevation. So it's just like so many different elements of like rebuilding your body. And it's funny because when I watched the Beyonce homecoming thing and seeing how like just vulnerable she was and telling people like I almost lost my kids and I had toxemia and I was 200 pounds yep. and I had yep. to freaking break my body down to get back to 100 and. 
20 pounds so that I can fit into an extra small costume. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's, and she that fit into it. one of her very first tour costumes. I think people didn't even realize. Like, I watched it three or four times, and it's not because I just wanted to watch the concert. It's because I wanted to watch the documentary side of it mm-hmm. because I think people forget that we are still humans with real feelings and real shit yeah. going on. Especially the Like, they forget that, oh, it's Beyonce, but at the end of the day, it's Beyonce with two twins that could have died, and she could have died with them. And a yeah. child. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, it's <laughs> a, a medical husband. situation. Yep. Not even just, like, her talent. Like, now it's health, and it's awareness, and it's things that's really going on in her life. And I think that people just be forgetting that. People going through shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... And you have to rebuild yourself and, like, start all over again. Like, yeah, she's a celebrity, but if she's 200 pounds, she can't get up on that stage and dance like how she yeah. dances. Especially she if, had to take yeah. a second to be like, damn, bitch, I got to step back <laughs> for a second and get it together because yeah. shit's getting real. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's how I thought about my body. It's like, if I don't get this together, like, what am I going to do for the next 10 years of my life? It's just, it's just you have to have a reality check, I think. And a quick interjection with the documentary. The reason she wanted to do that is because she came to a conclusion that she was people were starting to try to make her into a god or a goddess or whatever. And she was like, no, I don't want that. I need to show them that I'm right, human. Right, and absolutely. that was literally the reason why she was like, Netflix, I want to do this because I need to show people that I'm more than Beyonce. I'm not just a name. I'm a human. I have family. I have problems. I have health problems, health issues. And you can't just say, oh, she don't go through anything. She just displayed almost her whole life right there in the amount of two years. Yeah, it's, it's it really blew my mind. I was really proud of her, like just being transparent like that because everybody and I've heard so many things and I know people that are like super close to Beyonce you know like people that I've worked with in the industry and just to hear some of the things that people have said it's just like you don't even know what you're talking about right you know it, it just sounds foolish to say that oh Beyonce didn't have her babies Beyonce definitely had all of her kids <laughs> she almost died having them yeah you that's know like crazy. that's a crazy you know that like really that's to hear people off. say yeah. like oh she no she hit it because she had three miscarriages man yeah you know like when people have three miscarriages as a woman that's fatal that's, to women yeah so to, to the display to the world that oh I'm pregnant I don't think I'm ready for that. You know, because, everyone's going to talk about it. Right. Exactly. So once I lose my babies, I'm no longer pregnant. And you're like, oh, what happened to the kids? Oh, they died. Yeah. And that's, that's How do you handle that as Beyonce exactly. as, a, as a global and superstar? And that's another reason why I don't tell a lot of people, oh, I know this person, or I've worked with this person, or I'm close with this person. Because I want to hear what they have to say about Absolutely. that person. Absolutely. Because I'm like, a lot of the times you don't really know people just because you listen to their music. Because you watch them on TV. Because you follow them on social media. They still yeah. have a total different life that they're hiding from you. And <laughs> because the they're already in they're already sure. in public eye. So they're like, all right, this has to be public, this has to be public, but I have to hide this. There's something that I have to be able to go home to and you not know about. Anything about it. Anything about it. And so that was that was another thing that why you brought that up that bothered me is because that went out. Beyonce didn't have a babies. I was like, Y'all know how stupid you sound? Do you know how stupid And it's funny because as a parent, I am a parent of an eight-year-old child. It just blew my mind. Like, people are really crazy. Like, people really have no idea. It's like people hide their children because their children are jewels. Mm -hmm. You know, they're precious. Their spirits are still very, you know, very uh, gentle. They can't be exposed to a lot of things. So it's like when I became a parent, it was like, 
Oh, I see why my mom didn't want me around that. I get it now. Oh, I see <laughs> yeah. why she was like, no, don't go fool with them. Because they can see what we couldn't, you know? And it's not right. that I'm a parent. It's like, I don't want my child around certain things because it's like, I know what, what could happen, you know? Right. So it's like, as a global superstar, you don't want your children exposed to the world trying to find out who they are and take pictures of them and just all this different, like, crazy shit going on. It's like, you want to hide the most precious thing you have to your life, and that's your children, you know? And people don't even understand, like, as a parent, you, the the attitude and the mentality that you have when it comes to your child, like, and how it's just, it's a protective thing. Like, it's crazy. It, it's really animalistic at the end of the day, like, and you will never know until you have a child. Like, right. it's like, you and you never will because it's it's really animalistic, like, to see someone grab your child the wrong way and the way you jolt, you know, it's just yeah. like, it's... Without even thinking about without it. Without even <laughs> thinking about it, exactly. It's like, it, it's crazy. So, I can only imagine how she feels about her children, especially after thinking she could lose them. Like, that's crazy to me. That was a good opening. Okay. That was a great opening. Well, I think talking also, about Beyonce. Beyonce, I, I think, her. is a good catalyst for this conversation. For this conversation. Yeah. Of being the dumbest. And yeah. can I just say, before we move on, like you said, she's a great catalyst for being the dumbest. And the funny thing is, yeah, she has these plans. She has, you know, this is my vision. This is what I want to do. When it comes down to actually getting into the business, she's like, I know my position. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to say yes, and I know I'm going to say no to that. But tell me why I should say yes or no. She want to know. She want to know the business side of things. She want to know why this won't work, or she want to know why this could work. But she wants to. She won't sit there and rebuttal everything you say. She is literally the dumbest person. She acts like she knows nothing when it comes to certain meetings like that. And that's the thing. I think people need to get away from the negative connotation. When you, you say it out loud, it sounds negative. Oh, being the dumbest. Yeah. But any great person is, you want to be the dumbest person on your team. That means right. you're surrounded by great people who are smarter than you in certain areas. Obviously, if you're surrounded with yourself with a bunch of not-so-smart people, then being the right, dumbest on that team has to be the smart one. is not going to be great. When it comes down to it, you want to be surrounded with people who specialize in certain areas. Beyonce is a good example because she obviously is the queen of the kingdom, but she has publicists, she has a business manager, she has people in play, even wardrobe stylists. Yeah. yeah. People she has who specialize. a few of those. <laughs> Just a she few. She has a few of those. So I think a lot of people get stuck and like, oh, we could probably say that soundbite, Beyonce's the dumbest. Like, oh, shit, the beehive you after us real quick. Oh, I would love <laughs> it. I would love it. Because then I'll just tell them, hey, go listen to the rest of the episode. It's, it's just that simple. But even talking about a lot of people don't know that Beyonce also still deals with her dad and her music. Right. Her dad is still a part of her music. She may not expose it. She may not tell everybody. She may not post it. But her dad is still a part of her music. Why? Because he's the reason her music got started in the first place. And though they had like all of these arguments and public banters and all of this, she respects what was already originated. Mm-hmm. And that's, I would have to say that about even talking to, talking to you about this is as an artist, you have to learn how to respect what was originated, mm-hmm. where it was originated. And that's why... That's one of the reasons why she rep Houston so hard because her music career took off in Houston. Yes, she wasn't born, if that's what you want to say, in Houston. But the reason why she always give homage to it is because that's where I got big at. That's where I started. Where was she born? Just out of curiosity. She was born. Supposedly, she was born in Louisiana. Okay. No one knows kind of thing. No one knows kind yeah. of thing. Everybody has their own. This like 
thoughts or whatever. Talking about that portion of her being the dumbest, it's very important, again, to, as an artist, to sometimes you have to be the dumbest. Bringing that up, I want to bring up, like, you sitting in the auditions and you're like, I could have talked this, uh, I could have taught this, or why is it taking you forever to learn this? Or, like, we have those thoughts all the time. Yeah. And so how is it, how is it having to be the dumbest in auditions? So just <laughs> being completely transparent, a lot of the times I am the dumbest <laughs> in auditions because I tell anybody, dance is not easy. No. Dance is very much so a sport. It's very much so challenging. It's it's very mathematical. Like because yes. you have to know like hits and counts and musicality and all that is formulas. And you gotta do that all you at know, the same and time. Exactly. Too. And still have personality and yep. still have character and still give who you are in the dance. So a lot of times when I go to auditions, I go in there thinking like, I am nothing. Like, I am nothing, but I am something, because yeah, yeah. I know nothing, but I do know that I can dance my ass off, but I don't know how, what kind of choreographer they're going to give me, and I'm going to do my f***ing best to kill it. Right. And a lot of times, a lot of us go into those auditions, and we know we're good dancers, but when that choreography is set, we're like, oh my god. Yes. Like, yes. oh, that's what he's going to do today? Oh, that's <laughs> what she's going to do today? I was not prepared oh, for this. I was not. You know, so, I mean, I'll be the first one to say I, I am a, an amazing dancer. That's why I am signed to an amazing agency. I have moments where I'm not perfect. Like, and I go in there and I'm like, shit. Like, prime example, I went to an audition just last week for to be a part of, like, a, an academy. And I did not do good in the auditions. I didn't. And it was because I was thinking so much about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, like... I want to be in this, but it's just like when he set the choreography, it was just like my brain and my muscle memory and everything that I stood for in dance just went down the drain. And it was so funny because a girl that was sitting in the room, she just had the same moment the day before that at Jaquil Knight's audition. Uh. She was like, I was in that room and I'm like, I know I could dance, but this just ain't my choreography. Like, yeah. I, I don't, right. I could dance, but this just ain't me. Yep. And when she said that, y'all, honestly, it brought me to tears. Because it was just like, I felt like shit. Like, damn, like, I know I could do this, but why did I just feel, like, so miserably? And when she started talking about that, it just made me emotional. Like, I, that's exactly how I feel right now. Like, I know I could dance, but this just wasn't my piece. And everybody in that room just, I guess, and then she was like, why are you emotional right now? And I just began to tell, like... I'm just relating to what you're saying. Like, I literally feel that exact same way. Like, today, like, show me you just have to be more humble in your talents and in your gifts because just because you're the best dancer doesn't mean that when you go into that audition, that best ability is going to come out every time, you know? Right, right. Because we're human and we're not perfect and we are going to f*** up and make mistakes. And that was my moment of humility, just like, dang, okay, I need to, I need to sharpen up. I need to really get into different classes and, and see some different stuff and like get some different movements. So when I go into these type of auditions, my body don't cramp up. My body right. don't, you know, I'm not going crazy because I'm used to just one style or this particular style. So it just, it was a reality check. Like I am the dumbest in class. I am. And in auditions, like until I book that gig, then I'm like, shit, okay. Exactly. Like now yeah, I, now I did not play the dumbest. Now I'm, book that gig. now I'm the shit. It's You'll like, now you're bye. like, okay. But while I'm in there, I'm just like, I'm a student. Yeah, I'm going back into student mode because you don't always have it. Teachers are students. I used to be a teacher for three and a half years to students. 
And it honestly, what was, the, what was it that you taught again? It was at the uh, I taught fine arts. It was at the Energize of Excellence. It was a charter school in Houston. And those kids taught me that I needed to sharpen up on a lot right. of shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, like, so it's like we are constantly still learning. Like when people feel like they're just so entitled to knowing everything, it's just like That's no, you are still learning every single day because you don't know everything. And I'll you know? be honest about that. I had to learn. I had to learn that because I knew that I was very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an expert, but I was very knowledgeable. I knew that I knew this stuff. I knew how to do this, and I knew how to do this and how to react to this. And I knew that I knew. Mm-hmm. But then I had to realize and be like, I know that I don't know. And I had that conversation with somebody that I was close to, and I was like, well, what does that mean? You know that you don't know. I was like, I know that I don't know. Yeah. I had to have that reality check and be like, well, sometimes the teachers have to sit down and learn. That's why they have to go to classes, and that's why they have these meetings, and that's why they do this and that. It's because they still have to learn. And even with this podcast, a lot of the times I will sit back and I will shut up, and I'll just listen to him and let him, you know, talk or let him or let him make decisions because I'm like, ah, and I'll let him talk, and I'll learn from him, or I'll be like, I don't know your decision this time. Because I want to learn other expertise. I want to learn a different way of doing this. It might be way easier than my way. Yeah. And if we don't, we, if we don't get out of that area where we're so comfortable in, we will never learn anything different. Yeah. And it's because we're not allowing people to teach. So, yeah, that was a rant. Yeah, it's just one of those things is that we're always learning. Even adults, even when, to the day you die, you'll be constantly Le- learning. Yes, absolutely. And that's actually one of the great things of life is to be able to learn things on a daily basis. Yeah. I can only assume as a dancer to be able to go learn how to do a move a certain way later in your career. Like, damn, I didn't know this this whole time. But it's all about accepting being dumb. Right. Because then you're going to have that, that uh, pursuit to be greater. So every day you're going to be like, how can I become a better dancer, a better actor? But when you think, when you sit back and like, oh, I know everything, that's when your progression stalls out. Yeah. Because I have nothing to learn because, well, and you put a block on yourself. You put a block on your ability when you feel like you... So it brings a valid point in my mind, just kind of like having my own little rant. My friend back in Houston, um, very prominent man, he's like uh, like the people that works in the city, city councilman. And he has this thing called the apotheosis. An apotheosis is like once you reach like that top, like oracle of your most powerful talent or being or whatever it is you are. And it's, okay, for example, we're talking about Beyonce. Um, I'll use Jay-Z, for example. Jay-Z is at the top of his apotheosis. Right. He's right. reached it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a billionaire. He literally is an example of apotheosis. He right. don't have to do nothing like, else. He don't ha- if he wants to just stop, his, just stop right now and just be like, you know what, I'm done. I'm just gonna, I want to go away and not ever do any of this public shit anymore. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm just Sean now. Yeah. I don't want to even be Hova. He can. And there's nothing we can do about it. Because he has everything he needs, he has all the essentials, like he is set, you know right. what I'm saying? And I I want to be to the point where, even if it's not a billionaire, like I want to be to the point where I have reached my apotheosis. There's certain levels that you get to, you know, before you actually reach it, and it's it's a practice. And I feel like these, these people are like practicing like these things, and that's what's making them get up every day and, and keep going and 
being more knowledgeable and keep learning and keep reading and keep studying because right. I feel like once you stop doing that stuff, like your your brain it, it stops. You stop giving your brain food. Right. Yeah. Like once you stop reading and and learning and studying, it's just like oh, I know what I know. So you're spiritually dead. Yeah. Exactly. Point. Right. You're just like oh, I know what I know, and then it's like who are you anymore? Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and speaking about that and talking about Jay Z and Beyonce, like. Beyonce still has vocal classes. She still goes to vocal coaching. She still goes to the and learn instruments. She's still going and getting that training. And that's why that that's how you really know that it's important. And that's how you know if you're one of those people that's like, well, I'm done 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 learning. It's over for you. Like that's the end of your career or whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah. Because when you're over something and you're done done learning, like I'm done. I, I can't help you. You can't help me. It's over. Yeah. And that's that's a childish, small-minded mentality. And I don't want to be around that. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not going to help you grow. Those are not people that I want even around me. Like, if you're not talking about growth and elevation and evolution, then I don't, I don't know. Because we're going to be, we're going to keep evolving every day. Exactly. Like, that's not going to stop. That's something we continue not, to talk about. <laughs> if you're not willing to evolve, then... You need to go over there because I'm a Pokemon and I want to keep evolving <laughs> all of my different, different Pokemon stages till I get to like the highest one and I'm powerful. You know, like I grew up on Pokemon and that's honestly how I look at like everything. Like Pokemons go through different stages. Yeah. yeah. Like they evolve and, and you work hard to make them evolve into different things because you right. want to see them keep being. Training. Yeah. And you want to see them that. keep being the best Pokemon that they can be. They got camps for Pokemon. You know, um, like I play Pokemon Go all the time and that's like my little pastime when I don't have anything to do and I want to just work out and walk around. Like I'll literally go walk around here and like go play Pokemon Go. Like and just catch Pokemon, and it's just this is something to like you know do because I just want to see something like happening and, and keep going. So yeah, if you ain't evolving, then I don't know what to tell you. You're gonna you're gonna be stuck in the sands because <laughs> don't get cemented there. Shit's, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. I'm not bringing a jackhammer. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You made your decision. That's extra work that I'm not willing to do. So <laughs> it's good. So might as well get into the questions side of this. Okay. What's the question side? Let's go. First, I want to know what... So you told me that you you came prepared for this. <laughs> and a lot of the times, I don't like preparation. I don't like when people come prepared because then I have to throw you off. Oh. I do it all the time to him. I, do, I did it to some of our guests, actually. I would just come up with random things. So... <laughs> Talk to us about some of the stuff you had prepared to talk about. We're going to be the dumbest and, le- and listen to you. I liked when you sent me the email, I looked at everything you talked about. So I wanted to, you said the full conversation. So we kind of pretty much had like an opening. So how was the BT Awards? I want to know about that. We, so we didn't go to the BT Awards. We just went to the well, experience. the BT event. Yeah, the yeah, BT, the BT event yeah. for me, it, I mean, it was phenomenal. I, I got a taste of it last year when I flew out here for something I was working with YouTube with and it was around the same time and so I was like cool and then my one of our roommates or we call him auntie he dragged me out and was like you you're gonna come and experience this so one thanks to him I actually got to really experience it but overall it was it was a good 10 for me I enjoyed it you jail yeah when it comes down to the culture and just celebrating like black entertainment like just the the level of what's the word I'm looking for just how they broke it down to the small details and just it was just great appreciation yeah Yeah, when you saw those small details that's what really blew I know that's what really blew you away yeah 
because you saw like the the smallest things though added to that whole experience. They could yeah, they could have just left it as is, but then that just shows that your appreciation again for like the art form itself. Yeah. And I was like, yes, it was perfect. They had that, that fan experience itself was perfect. Yeah, they had setups that was phenomenal. I can only imagine. And I can't wait till next year. I'll be in the BT Awards. I don't know how. I'll be dancing. That's, that's I'm going to be dancing right with. Oh my God. I already Manifested, know. Manifesting, man. I'm Manifesting. Come on. I'm going to be booked. You're about to be on everybody's stage. <laughs> exactly. Dancing behind exactly. everybody. Exactly. Hey, on the main stage, on the awards. I would love show. to do the same thing. So I'm going to just, I'm going to agree when with I, that. When I, I will saw, be on the stage when next year. I saw year. Offset's performance, I saw myself as one of the, I was like, oh my God. I should have been on stage with Offset dancing with those guys. Yeah. Like that choreography was so easy. Like that was just. Good wholesome performance, like yeah. just fun. Let's have a good time on stage. Like so, next year I'll be up there with somebody. Yeah. That's a sad thing though. Sometimes when it comes to dancers, they're kind of like forgotten when it comes to these performances. Oh yeah, but they're a critical part of these live performances. Yeah, they really are. Without them, you just have a guy on stage coming from a non-dancer. Exactly. And looking at Offset do the choreography with them, just right, yeah. just, just like, oh man, that was a moment in time. And even because Offset's such a like, he's a thug guy, yeah, you know. Everyone looks, everyone looks at him like a hood guy. So to see him up there like doing like intricate choreography and like dancing, it's like, what? This is so. <laughs> and dope. even taking it from Offset to Mary J. Yeah. Mary J. Blige still getting up there at the age she's at now. Now got um, what was the award she got the basically Female, hum- like, humanitarian or something yeah. like that like the she got the biggest award this year and she still got up there and did the choreography to her old music where she could have just stood there yeah when she was just standing there in her white coat everybody was just that's mary yeah oh my goodness she's doing great and then yeah. she got up there and she went back to her roots and did some of the dances that she did we was like hell yeah that's yeah. mary yeah but overall, the BET experience was phenomenal, and I got something big that came out of it that I wasn't expecting at all. I don't think any of us was expecting it, but I got home, opened my email, and was like, well, that's happening. Thanks. It, it blew my mind. That's what we need. We need those blessings. Lee Harrison, I watch him on YouTube. He talks about um, how the past like seven years we've had so much turmoil. And, like, breakups, relationships, bad business relationships, people losing stuff, foreclosures. You know, people, like, not getting recognized for certain opportunities and not having those chances to really shine. Now it's our time to shine. For the next 10 years, there will be nothing but, like, bliss. Right. Yeah. Like, nothing but bliss. And it's showing itself every single day. And even the moments where things are stiff and stagnant, it's just something brewing. It's yeah. just brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing. You like nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Da, 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 but you, you know what? You don't really experience. You don't really or aren't really grateful for the rain until you've been in the desert. Yeah. Oh man. You. Oh, I don't know why that has made like the that. Just, I just so thought about real. that, but that's so true that mm. the drought has to happen in order for you to be grateful about the rain. Sometimes we have to end up in these dry spots in order to be grateful for what comes next because we get so we take it for granted sometimes we get to that point where we take it so for granted and we're like oh it's just there it has to be yeah and then when it's taken away from us we're like oh i don't i don't know what to do that's why you always see these rich kids like hard on to drugs depressed and all that because they never went through no droughts and they don't know how to yeah they don't know how to deal with it when all their money is gone yeah when the connection got cut off and daddy took the car and the credit card like when you're in a drought you pray for rain but when you have rain what you pray for drought 
and that's what they get. Oof. And I'm well. That was a that, that was, was nice. A good sound bite. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good sound bite for this episode. Yeah. I'm just saying, but it's nice. it's it, it is. It's just very true that we are. We was talking about it even before we started the podcast. Where this is now the generation that we was waiting for our now to come. Our now is here. We it's was here. waiting for our next, and now the next is here. Like we are living this right now. That and we was talking about if. The only reason why you won't be successful in this season that we're in or wherever we are right now, it's because you didn't try. It's because mm-hmm. you didn't apply yourself. It's because you didn't do the work. Hmm. Didn't do the work while you were in the drought. Now the rain is coming and you don't know how to take it. Oh, wait, you can't get any because you didn't do the work. It's so funny because everyone's been asking me like, oh, my God, how did you get signed? How did you get this? And my only response is I worked for that shit. You did? No, you did. You've been out here for eight months. I followed you for eight months. Here's the thing. I didn't even put I didn't even put up the the first two times I auditioned for Clear. They denied me the first two times. I didn't get in my first shot. Like I had to like bust my behind, like blood, sweat, and tears and cry. Like I cried so many nights. Felt like I was delusional, <laughs> but no, like, and I mean, I just knew that that's what I wanted, and I got it. And t- even now, it's, it still hasn't dawned on me. Like they're the number two agency in LA. Like it still hasn't <laughs> dawned on me. Yeah, like that they walked up to me and was like, "Here's the contract. Like we want." I you think today. the first one is a GSM. I think GSM. I think it was Block. 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 It's block. It's block. Clear. G- clear. Then and then GSM. GSM. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the top three. Yeah. Like, if you're with Block, then you're like... You're good. But you yeah. get every damn thing you go after. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and even now, like, just the emails that I'm getting, I'm sitting... Just I can't even... Sometimes I just put my phone down. Like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> Let's stay away from it. Yeah, because you told me that when you got signed, and when she finally started, when she gave you the information that you needed... You were so glued to it. You no, were I'm like, like, oh, I need, I'm watching. I don't even, like, today I opened my email. I was like, you know what? You asked for this, and you got it. Like, yeah. you got it. Here it is. Let's just overflow you. And it's like, coming from a spiritual background, you know, they say my cup runneth over. Like, yeah. surely goodness and mercy should follow me all the days of my life. So it's like, now my cup is literally, running like, running. Over. It's like running over. Like, I want to, like, get a cup and, like, put you've it underneath been, you've it. Been, yeah, you've and been like, asking for it. You've been <laughs> asking for it. And, and the, one of the things, though, I've learned about that, and, again, coming from that spiritual background, is you, you learn all of this. And, like you said, my cup runneth over. And then when you think about it, look, when you think about that and you think about a waterfall, the waterfall is happening. Now I need somewhere to gather the, what's coming yeah, off of it because yeah. I kind of want to get into that later. Yeah. But it's also, hey, I need the strength or I need the grace. I'm, I, now I need, I've asked for what I wanted. Now I'm getting it. Now I need the grace to, or, to know how to handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The knowledge to know how to handle it. So talk to us about, I was okay. really excited when I saw, and I knew this was going to happen. I just knew it. So... You were in Tajik Hall's new video from his new album called House Party. Yes. And I submitted you for it. And then you submitted yourself for it, not even thinking that you probably was going to get it. Tell me about that. Talk to us about that. You know what? Tajik is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not just just saying that, like, 
it's funny when you work with people that you've watched for years. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm a Virgo, so like a lot of times I think like I can't say that out loud because whatever. I don't want to sound like I'm a groupie, I'm a but Virgo. It's so funny because like I've watched and followed Todrick for years. I've watched his documentaries. I've like watched Working in the Rain. Like, yeah, I'm like a big I'm twerking, I, like I'm a, in the rain. I'm a Todrick cheerleader. So when this happened, it was really just like. Okay, but I'm, I'm, in the sure, twi- I'm in the twilight zone. I'm right sure now. you've had that moment though, where you're like, in this amount of years, or I'm going to work with him in the future, and then bam, it happens. You know what? With Todrick, I, I've always been like, hopefully, I get the chance. And when I watched his documentary, I was like, I would be like one of his dopest dancers. Like that's how I always felt. Like when I watched when, when I watched his documentary on Netflix, I was like, I need to be a Todrick dancer, and to get booked. For that gig, it was just not like, even. I don't. Maybe a few months after that, because it just came out. Right, and it's a saying that says, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth, mouth speaks." Yeah, and it's like a lot of times when you saying things, you don't even realize what you're putting into the atmosphere. And it's like mm-hmm. I, I kept saying, like, I need to be you one of his dancers. I need to be one of his dancers, and I need yeah. to be one of his videos. And boom, bam, there it goes. I mean, it like fell right in my lap, like. I thought it was a hoax at first. You know, people put stuff on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, mm, he too famous to put something like that on Instagram right. for dancers. But it just fell but right can in my I life. tell you, that's what he do for all of his dancers. Except for the, the ones that he keep by his side. Yeah. He do that for everything he does because he wants to share, shine a light on brand new dancers, yeah. on brand new creatives. Yeah. He will put up a, in a minute... I'm shooting this video, this date, this is how long I'm doing it. I need you to audition. And then, bam, when you know that you're good and you go after it, and it's just like, oh, man, I'm sitting in the chair now, boy. I, I, I expected it, but I didn't expect it. And that's always, like, the best, that's the best time and the best experience is when you didn't really experience, like, expect it to happen, but then it does. You're just like... Oh man! Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing experience. I met some amazing guys that I'm still cool with to this day. Like, and the video is now at seven million views. Shit. Yeah. And it just came out at the begin, basically the beginning of this month. Yeah, it's at seven million. I mean, Tajik is doing his thing. He's like, he's like the gay Beyonce. He is. I mean, he was a, if technically speaking, he was approved by Beyonce. Yeah. Because he did a Beyonce video and Beyonce made a video saying thank you. And at at the beginning of every one of his performance, he uses that intro with Beyonce saying, Tajik Hall, Tajik Hall, Tajik, Tajik, Tajik Hall. Like he cut it up. And it's something going back to the previous things we were talking about, which is going back to the the root of it Mm -hmm. or to where it came from originating. He gives her things. This guy's best friend with Taylor Swift. Mm. He was just in You Need to Calm Down, with, along with other gay icons. Yeah, but it, that video is awesome. It, right? It like just that had everybody vid- that you that needed in it. That video is <laughs> Sometimes we're given things we didn't even know I we needed. And that was it. I just across the room, Taylor Swift and I love you before. Ah! Like, oh my God. Like, that video. <laughs> no, seriously. I wish y'all saw that. Taylor Swift, you are the epitome of a queen. Taylor Swift is going to listen to this She has a great message behind you. You need to calm down. And Beyonce. Beyonce is going to listen to this. Tajik is going to listen. Actually, I'm sending this to Tajik, so we better listen. Tajik, listen. You made my dreams come true. You already know that. I tell him that. He's green, beautiful eyes. He's a beautiful man. He is. Very much so. Very beautiful man. So, um, did you have something else? Um, So, this is funny. So, I went to Twitter, (laughs) and I found two tweets. 
Okay, oh, well, here we go. Audible is the seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. Get two free audiobooks, two Audible originals, and 30% off additional purchases, hassle-free exchanges. Over 425,000 audiobooks. Members always save 30%. $14.95 per month after 30 days. Cancel anytime. Start your free 30-day trial today. Oh, that, I mean, that's just perfect then Good because time. it's time to move into Twitter Me This. Twitter Me This. And if you don't know what Twitter Me This is, guys, Twitter Me This is where we go to Twitter and we find two amazing tweets. I We still have to give a shout out to our lovely production manager that could not be at this episode with us. She found the tweets for us. Shout out to Kate and G. But now that you know how it is, let's go. Okay, so I found a tweet from... <laughs> At Justin in Narvez, I believe that's his name. He said, there's nothing more disappointing than an attractive person being dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they got the they got the beauty, but they don't got the brain. Exactly. Balance. You hear it all the time. That ba- it's balance, you know. It's definitely balance. And then the other one that I found is from um, a guy that's like one of my close friends. His name is at Uncle, at Ian Uncle, at Ian underscore Uncle, sorry. And his is um, Google search shampooed cows. And I Google search shampooed cows, and they look so cute. Can somebody show me this? (laughs) Yes. Please, I want to see what. Think about like shampooed cows. A uh, a sheep looks. Yeah. It's like a big ass sheep. But like fluffier. Really? Oh, that gotta be cute. When you see this, you're not gonna like think that's actually even possible to real. Because you always see them, like, they're always, their hair's flat. When you blow dry that shit out, damn. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so fluffy. Like big dogs. They're fluffy and soft, I bet. And they kind of look like goats. They do, like big At that moment, they look like big, oversized, fluffy goats. So that's funny. funny. Yeah, those are mine too. I thought they were hilarious. That's, those are hilarious. The first one, very true though. Very true. I try to keep one that stayed inside of like the dumbest, like dumb, nice. you know, thing. Yeah. yeah. Smart. I try to do that. I don't know if I always do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one is definitely not on that. So this one is by Knowledge at The Knowledge. And does anyone else feel the strong desire to change, to travel, to meet new people, or just start over somewhere you've never been before? I think that's something we can all three of us relate to. Mm-hmm. Very appropriate. But it kind of goes both ways for the fact that when you're actually content and happy with where you're at in life, you don't need to have to go travel or meet yeah. new people. Yeah. Yeah. I can say where I'm at right now in my life, I don't have that urge because I'm so happy with what I'm accomplishing here. Yeah. As opposed to when I was back home, you know, getting that rut, you're like, it's time to go. You go through those phases sometimes, who knows? A year or two in LA, it might change. Might need to go to New York or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, and it's that's definitely something we again. That's another thing we've been talking about is like we're content right here. We don't have to meet new people mm-hmm. if we don't. Yeah, we we'd be yeah. fine, even though we are. But it's we're gonna be fine right where we're yeah. at because you've met them for now. You you're content at where you're at. And with that being said, my tweet is something similar. Maybe not. It's probably not. I normally try not to look at the tweets until we do it because I want to be surprised. So this tweet is from at Abby Mason ER, 
or Abby, retweeted by Kylie. She said, I cannot express this enough. You have no idea what other people carry with them every day. You have no idea what someone's life is like. Don't create more pain and stress to others. Be kind, be genuine. Stop being so mean to people to fulfill whatever it is you don't like about you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, retweet. <laughs> like, retweet like heart. a mofo. Yeah. Retweet Mood. like a mofo. Like, Mood. We always talk about that. That's one of the things we just recently talked about, I think, this week, was being kind to people because you don't know what they carry. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on in their lives, so you want to be as genuine and as kind as possible. Because it's really messed up if you, you know, you're adding on to their pain. You're driving people into their graves, so to say. You know, and especially with this pride thing still being in the month of June, I think the last episode was our pride episode yeah and i talked about how people are being or kids are being bullied because they want to be them and people are adding on to them already carrying that pain of wanting to come out and what's going to happen if i do you know what i mean yeah. so you don't add on to other people's problems because you don't like it about you and normally the people that are bashing <coughs> gay people are the people that want to be it but you can't be free about it right i actually really and I really enjoyed that tweet. That was a good tweet because people are just not nice. And I'm like a super nice person. You people are. are just it's not. Pretty, it's pretty easy to do. Bro, people are not Being nice. nice. You don't have to pay nothing to I nice. seen the meanest thing today, and it just really broke my heart. Like, I just, it just really broke my heart. Like, okay, I want to go to yesterday. So yesterday I was having lunch. And this homeless guy walked up to me and he goes, hey, like, I'm sorry to bother you. Can I, can I have some of your um, food? Can I have some of those, those sweet potato tots? And I just did my hand in it. It was like, I had a big ass, they gave me a big bowl. And I know the bowl was going to be that big. Mm -hmm. And I just did my hand in it and I just gave him some. And he was just like, thanks a lot, man. Probably appreciate it so much. And my much. friend said, my friend goes, don't do that. And I'm like... But my heart led me to give him some. I have more than enough to give. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I give him some? He was like, because that's because I'm from here. I know how they are. And I was like, it doesn't matter. He's I'm, I'm never going to see him again, watch. Yeah. I'm never going to see him again. He probably doesn't even live in Los Angeles. He's probably a homeless man way from Santa Monica or something. Yeah. Like, right. They freaking travel all over. But, like, I follow what my gut told me to do. You know? Like, yeah. I don't. To me, that was so mean. I mean, and that just you know, really, it made me think about, and this kind of shit makes me be like, damn, I got to stop being this way. But it makes me like, not want to be your friend anymore. Mm. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, no, that's you're true. not nice. Yeah. Because and that was, would, it took what was wrong with nothing me giving him some of my like, food? There you exactly. go. He literally was like happy. He was throwing them up in the air and like, yes, like I got <laughs> something on my stomach. Like, yeah. and I could only imagine like what he was thinking because I've been in his shoes. I've been... To the point where I wanted to ask somebody, can I have some of that? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I've had hardships. And, like, you don't tell people all that because you just keep certain shit to yourself. But it's like, that guy really needed that. And it's like, I would have felt bad. I would have been like, no. Like, am I giving you, like... As you said, especially since you had it. Right. And you had a lot of it. And you want to know something was funny? Like, I thought about saying no, but then my spirit was like, give him some. And the rest of them in the refrigerator, I haven't even touched any more of them. <laughs> and that just goes to show you how the universe would be like, see... You weren't even being greedy, and you didn't even eat all of it. Yeah. Right. You know, when you could have probably gave him all of that and been content. Mm -hmm. Right, you because probably you didn't even eat no more off of it after you gave it. And the funny thing, my mom will always tell me, she said, you never know who you're entertaining. 
And those people like that, the homeless people, or not even just homeless people, but those are the main ones that, you know, are the ones needing help. But when they come up to you, you don't have to be an asshole and be like, hell no, get away from me. You could say, no, no, thank you. You can say much nicer things. And if you have it and you have a lot of it, why does it hurt to give it? Yeah. Even if you think they're not going to do the right thing with it. I will offer in a minute if I see that and I feel led to really give you something, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Exactly. And if I don't, I'm going to just be like, I don't have it or yeah. no, thank you. I even stop saying I don't have it because a lot of times I do. I just say, sorry, man, I can't. Yeah. Because it's better to give than to take. Yeah. And if I can give somebody else something, that's, that's my heart. I'd rather give you anything before I take from a lot of people. Yeah. And if you ask me and I got it, I'm giving it to you. It's so funny because I don't like telling like when I do certain stuff because it's just like, uh, I just do it because the spirit leads me to do it. So um, this girl was standing outside of Walgreens. And so she was like talking. She was like, hey, man. She was like, um, you got like a dollar or something I could have? Like I'm trying to get some food. And at the time I had just got some money on my cash app. And I was like... Yeah, I was like, I gave her like three bucks. So I got ready to get in the car, and I was like, like, what do you do? You look able-bodied, is what I said to her. And I was like, you got an ID? And she was like, yeah. I was like, how do you keep that phone on? She was like, well, this, the phone I on, I use Wi-Fi. I was like, I, could, I feel you. I, I'm going through the same thing. And so then I was like, oh, do you want to work? And she was like, yeah, kind of. I was like, I can help you get a job. Literally, like, right there. And she was like, no way. And I was like, yes, I gave her this website. And I was like, listen, take this number. And I was like, if you, if something happens, let me know. Like, I want to know if you got the job or not, if you got an interview. And literally, day before yesterday, she said she got an interview and she got the job. Nice. Wow. I promise you. Wow. Like, and that changed the whole world. Yo, the, her whole the girl called me. It made, like, it put me in an emotional state. Like, I was sitting on the couch just, like, bawling and, like, thanking God for her because... I knew in that moment I needed to, I was set to do something mm -hmm. and I was obedient to what told me to like go talk to her. And like this girl texted me this long message and was like, I literally just moved here from Memphis and I don't know anybody and I was so embarrassed to be on the corner asking for money. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. She was like, the fact that I got a job now, these people will let me stay in their house. Like just telling me all this stuff. Wow. And I'm sitting there just girl I'm sitting there just like boohooing, like texting her, <laughs> crying like my eyes out, just like and she's like, bro, and this person I, was a stranger to you. Bro, I saw my everything right here on the corner of Walgreens. She was saying that she's a beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. She just looked kind of grungy, you know, and I could tell she was a nice person. And she was just like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know nobody here. You know, like, I'm, I'm hungry. And I felt that genuine. I felt like she was being really genuine with me. And I was like, she's probably really hungry. She probably doesn't really know anybody. And she was like, see, I can't call nobody on my phone, say no service if I'm not on Wi-Fi. And I'm like, all right. And the fact that the girl got a job. And like now she has somewhere. It just like now she has somewhere to say. You never knew. You never know. After that, if you would have said no, what could have happened? If I wouldn't have been obedient. If you wouldn't. If have I would have got obedient, back in yeah. the car and just drove off and like. But the fact that I got out of the car because my gut was like, get out and talk to her. Find out what's going on. Like, and I don't normally do that to nobody. Like, I don't do that. Right. Like, but my gut was <laughs> like, gotta be get out of the car and like just go talk to her and just probe questions, ask her some stuff, and see what she tells you. Like, see like what. How she responds to your questions. And her responses were very genuine. Like, I need somebody to help me. Like, and not because she was just a female. Like, just because she was somebody that I feel like... Needed help. Really needed help. And the fact that now she's like, 
I'm good. Thank you, sir. Like, I would never forget you. Like, oh, my God. Like, if you ever need something, please let me know. Like, I texted her and was like, hey, I got signed to that 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 um, company I was telling you about. I texted her and told her. She was like, no f***ing way. Like, it was just a dialogue between a whole stranger who I just met 24 hours ago. And you right? never you know, know. Like, like she could have been a whole millionaire. Because that happens. Yeah. She could have been a whole millionaire that just... Wanted to see what just regular people would do if, yeah. if she approached them, tell them that she needed something. Yeah. And you never know. I guarantee you. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. But then the next three months, she's probably going to give you something real huge that you didn't yeah. even expect. I feel like when things are set up that way, it's because, that, I mean, that's just the universe at its best work. Yeah. You know, Absolutely, that's, I agree. It's I at agree. its best work and I feel like there's bigger things that comes out of that. It With you put, being humble and being obedient and understanding that like I came from that too because a lot of times people tend to be the fakest. Oh, I yeah. didn't come from that. I am not yeah. from there. Yeah. They try to be all bougie and everything once they get money and then it's gone like that. I was chasing my dream in Atlanta for two years. I was sleeping on people's couches. I was living with strangers. I was going to the quick trips and like singing in front of them. This is stuff that I've done that people know nothing about. Like when I lived in Atlanta, I was living the LA life. I was the guy in Atlanta singing here and dancing here and making noise and making people be like, who are you? Like, what do you want? Like, where are you from? Like, and making connections and going to Luda Day weekend at his mansion party and like seeing happy birthday to Monica in front of every celebrity you can think of just because I didn't care like no one brought me on stage I just was like you know what can I sing to you and then seeing her again in Houston and her being like you're the guy that sung to me in Atlanta like four and a half years ago yes sir what are you doing in this club yeah take a picture with me come on and I have the picture on my Instagram like I couldn't believe she still remember who I was she was like you're the guy that sung to me and I'm like hey you know (laughs) like and she's like, boy, come up here and I take a picture. Like, what's up? You know, and, and just that type of energy. You know, and like, I've definitely done some stuff where I had to get my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things that I could never speak of. Things that people would probably be like, no, no. Because it just, when you were in the grind, you have to just be able to kind of set your pride aside. Yeah. yeah. And be like, you know what? That's 100%. I've slept with the roaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've slept with the rats. I've slept with the bed bugs. <laughs> And I think at this point, I need to be sleeping in a California king bed <laughs> on the 17th floor of a high-rise building overlooking the clouds. I like, agree. I'm serious. I agree. Like, I have been through the storm and the rain, the tornadoes and the hurricanes at, at best. Literally the hurricanes. I came from Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> so it's like, right? I, I literally know what it means to, like, have nothing. Have absolutely nothing. I've lost an apartment to a fire. I've lost an apartment to a flood twice Shit. and a car. Yeah. So I know what it means to wake up in someone's house who you don't know and look at them like, please don't kick me out because you don't know who I am. Like, and you just felt the need to help me. And also, please don't do anything weird to me. Exactly. Please don't be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and look at someone vulnerable and be like, let me hurt them or take advantage of them. Because there are people or, that do feed off of vulnerability and pain. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they Which do. Which is sad. Yes, they do. And I mean, I've been through situations where... The universe and God have protected me to the utmost. The angels of protection have been around me. They have covered me. And it's times where I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to just be nice. (laughs) I'm going to keep a smile on my face. And I'm going to, you know, be the best person I possibly can be to anybody that comes in my path. You you have to, man. It's just, it's, it's that law. And for the people that get it. 
they understand that yeah. it's that law. You, yeah. you be nice to everybody, no matter how bad they treat you. Mm. It's the the revenge mm. is nothing is more sweeter. You said a mouthful when you said that. The revenge Sorry. is it's <laughs> not even sweet. Honestly, you go back for the revenge and then you're like. That wasn't even as, as satisfying as I thought that was going to be. Okay, so off topic. When I was 21 years old, I got bad revenge. And maybe this is why sometimes I have bad karma. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear about this. I got to tell y'all this. Okay, Let's so hear about this. My sophomore, year in co- my sophomore year in college, I was dating somebody and I found out they cheated on me. And so I got acetone and I put it all over their car. <laughs> and I put it in their gas tank. And I like, yeah, I slashed their tires, I bust their windows. I Come on, camp- Jasmine I Sullivan. Live- no, literally, what's the one the other guy? <laughs> and I lived campus for two days. They had no idea who did it because I went to like a Christian school, so like it was like in the in the f-ing woods, and, yeah. like a city right? Town, of course, in a country town. And yeah, and I I got some really bad karma after that because so I bought a car six months after that happened. The car was a lemon. I paid like three thousand dollars for the car. The car was like literally a bust down. Like it literally was like a bust down. Like I had to get a new transmission. A new clutch, like all these different things, like to make the car even work. And all I could think about was I bust the windows of somebody's car, I put acetone in their gas tank, and yeah, that was two thousand dollars worth of work that they had to get their car taken care of to get it fixed. And then you had to pay way more than that to get yours repaired. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, it'll actually right work out best. to a dollar value. It actually will balance out in that way. Literally, it's and, and it's funny how it <laughs> happened like that because when I started doing the math, I was like, damn, karma's really a bitch. Like, yeah. And pay back some other. No, you don't want to mess with those twins. No, you That's don't. You don't. And it's like, you really can't get revenge on people because if you're really in a good place in your life and you pull the revenge card, it's going to come back double on you yeah. because you knew better. You knew it was better if you didn't your know. Your state of mind was there. Theirs wasn't. My and mom would always tell me that it's better if you didn't know because yeah. when you do it and I know that you knew, you get in a way worse. Yeah. It, it's like when you are up a level on somebody and you try to one-up them because they one-up, you can't. It's like you're going to always take the double fall yeah. because the universe gives you so much mental power that when you don't use it physically and you kind of dumb yourself down, you put yourself in a deeper hole. Like, yep. I gave you this because you're smarter than them. Now yeah. you're going to suit to their level? Okay. Yeah. We'll take the shit. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> and take all of it. Oh, you know? just and put it on the back, chef, and you can't even yeah. access it right oh, now. Yeah. All the people that Look you thought it. you knew, you, they don't. Don't, you go to them and be like, oh, I, I, I don't know you. I, right. I don't even remember taking that picture. And they're not even big people. Yeah. I've had that happen to me because I've gotten to situations, not like that, but it was like, it was a really messed up situation. So I thought that I was worth the revenge. I yeah. thought it was worth it getting it back yeah so I did it and then like that following week I had a big event to go to and they were like you're not on the guest list and I was like well no here's the email and everything all of the messages and I was like you're not and then they came called them to the door and was like and I knew that they knew who I was and they knew exactly what was going on and they was like nope sorry I don't know them and I was like wow okay and then it was a weekend thing so I was like you know what all right I, I deserve that one Went back the next day for, like, night two and night three and night four and night five. And guess what? Got in all those other times. And so I was just like, this is definitely a revenge thing. Yeah. Like, it really it messes up. It sucks when happens to you, But yeah. I've learned that the revenge isn't even worth it. It's not. And speaking of revenge not being worth it, I got another tweet. <laughs> Might as well go ahead and get it out. 
And it's from It's Joshua Peck And Joshua tweeted Love you by the way He tweeted Give me enough time And I'll find something wrong with it And I thought about that And I was like You know what As humans We will find something wrong About anything But what made me really like this tweet Is because the next reply to that Is from CBWTK And the tweet said, Mom, is that you? And the reason I died when I saw that is because a mom will find anything wrong. I've sent my mom stuff plenty of times that I thought I did the best job on. I was was there. I prepared much for this. And I sent it to her, and she was like, meh. And I was like, what? Yeah. Just give it enough time, your mom would definitely find anything wrong. Mom is that you is perfect. They will find everything wrong, actually. JL, you got another tweet, buddy? Uh, this one is for, actually, it's funny, this whole conversation is comes full circle. So it's from LA at L's Bay Bay. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's an interesting name. Right? Having a clean heart and pure intentions will get you further than anything. That energy comes back to you, I promise. Bomb. Again, that just full comes circle. full circle to what that, we were just wraps, talking about. That wraps that segment up. That, exactly. I literally, <laughs> but you know what? That's been happening a lot to us. Yeah. Something, either a tweet or something, it will make it come full circle and make us move on to the next segment. Because we knew we were going to talk about karma, and then there was one of the karma ones in there. So. Exactly, which is really funny. But with that being said, it's time to move on to the next segment. This segment is called Not Too Deep. This is where we take a minute each, and we're going to talk about the most deepest thing that's on our minds. Whoa. Sometimes you need that, that, that breathe, that breath, you need somebody to be able to do it to you. But here's the rule. When that timer goes, you got to cut it off. No more explaining, unless it was really worth it. And then you could finish off your sentence. But you can't explain it no further than that. And because you are the guest of honor. I believe that on J.O.'s go, you will begin in three, two, one. Um, I guess for me to be like relationships, love and commitment. So, um, as a man that's stepping into his older side, I am in my 30s. You know, I think I'm ready to settle down as far as like finding that person that I feel like could be next to me in the future. <laughs> You're not planning this one out, buddy. <laughs> so I just would like for the universe to hear you bring my mate home to me. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cheating. That was so deep. So that was cheated. so deep and so heartfelt. I'm just ready to be loved down, child. That's it. <laughs> down home country Come loving. Come on, you better bring all the Texas out of you. I just want me some down home country loving. <laughs> down home country loving. That's I'll it. Nothing too deep. I don't want to be all deep. I ain't feeling deep today. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, that's what she... Oh. That was that was for Kaden G. That, yeah. that was for you. You're not here, so when you listen to this, just know that was for you. Boom. Time is up. I made that time. Because you cheated. You weren't <laughs> supposed to look at it. <laughs> that's the only reason you made that time. No, I just used my... Um, my senses. <laughs> I used my resources. Use my eyeballs. I didn't cheat it. I used my. Re- that was, right. that used to be my excuse in like use my high resources. school. I didn't cheat. I used my resources. Right. He was beside me and he knew it. I did it. <laughs> so I asked them. And Pretty I would much. always get off on it. Exactly. Honestly, don't don't do that, kids. If you're still in high school, don't. don't. We don't promote yeah. cheating. Read. It's fundamental. Reading. Reading is, is what? fundamental. Fundamental. Pick up a book. Pick up a magazine. Pick up some newspaper. 
read. Stop scrolling on your phone. Read it. Yes. Reading is you know what? Can the next segment be read, y'all? <laughs> because I be seeing a lot of folks messing up because they read, y'all. Read. Please know the difference between Before there, there, and you there. Sign something. I put that on my Instagram today. You Before did? you sign something. Read it, y'all. That's no that's, for real, that, man. That messes up a lot of people. Lot they of don't read that first contract. They just see stuff like and and they don't understand it. You gotta read it. Arbitration. It just means you can't go talk about the company outside the company, people. Okay. <laughs> people see arbitrary and they be like, "Oh, am I gonna go to jail?" No, y'all. <laughs> Arbitration just means like if you sign that paper, then if there's an issue with the company, they handle it within the company. You can't go outside the company and talk about. I, it. I just had a conversation. And my friend, my friend was like, I signed an arbitration and they're gonna take me to jail. I said, No, friend. They're not gonna take you to jail, <laughs> no friend. friend. They're not taking you to jail. That doesn't mean that because y'all had an issue, you gotta handle it in-house. That means we're not in-house gonna go get no lawyers. Outside. We're not gonna go. No, that's all I just wanna tell everybody that. They're keeping y'all. their name clean. And that segment was brought to you by right. Jet Finley. That was called Read, read y'all. y'all. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good sound. That was good. That was good. Is it my turn? Yeah. Should I I normally talk about really deep things. In three, two, one, and... I didn't even prepare for this, but what comes to my mind, because we were talking about being the dumbest, I want to talk about, for a minute and five seconds, probably much less now, but I won't even look at the time. But I do want to talk about certain words that I don't think is okay to use, especially if you're not within that group. And it's not the N-word or cracker or... It's none of that. It's using the R-word. Everybody uses the R-word. They'd be like, oh, that's retarded. But if you really understand, after working with special needs people, I understood it from their point of view now. It's not okay. It doesn't feel good. If It's like calling a white person calling a black person a with a hard R. It doesn't feel good, especially after... <laughs> Especially all the stuff you've come out that come out of that that you came from that stem from that it doesn't feel good so don't use words that you shouldn't be using like you straight people that's calling people faggots it's not okay don't use the word in a sentence because it's not okay for you to do thank you Rico <laughs> <laughs> all right I oh, think it's um, it's a the uh, jo okay. turn and in three two one. So this was originally going to be my cycle babble, but then my experience rolling up to this place turned into my not too deep because now I have a new cycle babble. But earlier today, I try not to click on anything that's Kardashian related, but it's on CNN.com, and this one was actually kind of interesting to me. So she dropped a new lingerie line called Kimono, and now it's sparking controversy because the Japanese are mad at her because Kimono is that ceremonial. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's very ceremonial mm-hmm. in the Japanese culture. Yeah. It's for Japanese women. So it's one of those things. They trademarked it, so they own it. They took care of business. So it's it's one of those things I hate having to get into the Kardashian talk. It makes sense to just not do it. Yeah. Like She should know that that's a sacred thing in a culture that maybe I shouldn't trademark it. Maybe I shouldn't. Not only that. Take that away from them. It's a lingerie line as well, which can be some conservative countries, you know. Kind of degrading it. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Now Kim know better. Ki- Kim knows better. Kimono. Come on now, girl. Come she on. Got, she got is, that, is that why that's the on the new billboards, uh, Kylie's billboards, is called Coco or some shit? 
I hope she does. Like know that's that what kimonos are very sacred. It's very robe. sacred They're in the Asian culture. Wear. Yeah, that geishas wear. When they're getting married, when they're about to like lose their virginity, and they're mm-hmm. like all that, like come on, now, girl, you can't and make she owns it now. She owns like, the word she, kimono. She trademark. owns the word. Yeah, it's trademarked by her. So basically, she could go to like Asia and sue them. Technically, well, for yeah, using yeah. it, that's really messed up. You take something from somebody's no culture so that is kimono so important. Kimono in the Japanese culture is not a trademark thing. No, no, it was just what we all knew that was yeah. a cultural thing. Ah oh, man. That's just really messed ah, up. Ah, they culture vultures. Mm-hmm. Co- oh, yeah. that's a yeah, like, good that's word. That's a super it. culture, culture vulture. vulture. Come on, man. You took the job. That's their code. That's their thing. Yeah. Like, they created that to symbolize who they were as people, and you're going to take it and trademark it? See, we get it. Your name is in the name. Like, Kim. Sure, I get it. Right. It's clever. I get it. But maybe don't trademark it. Like, maybe do it as, like, a side marketing thing. Exactly. But not, not actually a brand itself. Uh, your name is Kimberly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not even Kim. Yeah, it's Kimberly. Kimberly, not even Kimo- Kimberly Kimono. No. My name's Kimberly. Yeah. Kardashian. Like, that's so West. weird to me. Yeah. That's so we weird. We respect that you're married. Anyway, but still, that's I, really messed up. As I digress. <laughs> that's really messed up. I don't Lead us up. in. I'm leading us in. Psychobabble. Oh, buddy. I forgot all about Psychobabble. We've been babbling about a lot of things. We could be called psychos. Anyway, if you don't know what Psychobabble is, Psychobabble is where we take a minute of our time each and we just babble like you're a psycho. Anything you need to get off your chest, you get it off in this minute. And again, as the other rule, once that timer goes off, if you're not completing a sentence, you do not complete that thought or (laughs) comment or whatever. I might have to pull this a little closer because I got some shit I want to say. (laughs) Say that. Say that again. I might have to pull this a little closer because I got some shit I want to say. Soundbite, baby. There you go. Three, two, one, jet. I cannot stand fake ass people. I just want to let y'all know out there that y'all fake as fuck. And that you ain't going to get nowhere in life. You ain't going to be shit. And if you keep being fake, you're just going to be out here looking like a motherfucking zombie on... What's the name of that show that I don't like? Walking Dead. The, thank you. Get out of my head. You're going to be out here looking like the Walking Dead because you're fake as shit, getting shot up, being stupid, people not going to like you, you're gonna have no, not going to have no friends. You're just going to be fake as fuck. Like, stop being fake. Just stop being real and just, you know, live life and breathe a little bit. Do some yoga. Hot eight yoga, actually. Do some hot yoga because you're going to get all that toxic shit out your body. You're going to be sweating. You're going to be hot, you know, and you're going to think about all the shit that you need to stop doing and stop being so fake because, yeah, you just need to be more real. And this is actually meant to go to somebody, so I hopefully hope they listen to this because if you listen to this, you're going to know I'm talking about you. Cause I got your fake ass a job and <laughs> see, see, see the guy don't like ugly, so he cut me off right on time. <laughs> hey, just stop being fake. Be real, okay? Think about it that way. Barbie dolls get their legs broken off. And they hair cut out too, because I must have had Barbie dolls cut the hair off and burn it. <laughs> Jeez. Remember Susie Carmichael? Ah, uh, yes. On um, Rugrats at Barbados? She had one of those? She had the Barbados with the two? Yeah. The, the yeah, Su- yeah. I made my sister Susie Carmichael. <laughs> Her own very special one. <laughs> yep, got the gel and everything with the heat. Look, yep, Susie Carmichael. <laughs> made her Barbados. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm. Should I go next? Either way. You can go next. Okay. In. Because I know three, what this one is. So, two. please. Three, two, 
fly. Okay, so this one has to do with parking. So before this episode, honestly, <laughs> it was sad oh, because yeah. I was like, she's just taking a damn Uber. Shout out to Kate and G. She let us roll with her vehicle. And we get here on time. I'm like, yeah, perfect timing. Had to do, I didn't even want to know how many laps there was. You did quite a few. While I was standing there, I told, you passed I told me a few him, times. I told Rico I'll be, I'll be back in five minutes. I feel good about it. It was 25 minutes later. And it just shows that, you know, there needs to be something that changes in the city of LA because there's just so many people. Like everywhere I go, it's to get a parking spot. I don't have a vehicle myself, so which is a good thing. But something just has to change because it's, this is not feasible. It's crazy. Like, it is crazy. Any, any neighborhood you go to, you can't find a parking spot. And there's really no solution to it unless you build parking lots. Like, and you can't just demolish the whole neighborhood to build a parking lot. And you know, what, what is crazy maybe you can. is yes, yeah. <laughs> that they charge people. The reason why a lot of people park on the street is because these apartments and stuff, they charge people to park in the parking spot that they should have yeah. already for free because they live at their building. You know what I mean? So that's really stupid. That's some bullshit. Very much. You paying eleven hundred dollars to live somewhere, you gotta pay extra hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah for a parking spot for a month and then you gotta pay it again next month. Not even for a year. Ciao bye. Three, two, one and you know what, listen, uh, I had a lot on my mind about what I was going to babble about because I have my psycho moments. But one thing in particular I want to babble about is none other than psychos. You know, sometimes they're some of the smartest people. Hmm. And I didn't even mean to like think about this today, but I was like, what am I going to babble about? But they are some of the smartest people. For people to be able to plan out such a very intricate and very detailed and very planned and very, like it's so brilliant of a plan that you come up with, you could have put that into business strategy. You could have put that into tech. You could have put that into something else, but you decide to use that to kill people to take somebody's life or to do something really crazy. Like why? You have this ability, this ability that people would love to have. It's just crazy. Crazy ass mom. <laughs> is that not crazy? Or is it it's just crazy, man. It's, it's crazy, crazy. It's insane. Go to school. <laughs> <laughs> and because that is the end of this episode. Thrive Market, organic brands you love for less. Start saving now with your 30-day free trial. Learn why 500,000 members love Thrive Market. Save up to 50% on organic groceries, quality health products delivered to your door, up to 50% off retail, happiness guaranteed, wholesale prices, non-GMO, buy healthy food from top-selling organic brands at wholesale prices. Shop for gluten-free, non-GMO, non-toxic products for a wide range of diets. I first want to say welcome. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. We got into some greasy shit. We did. But also, I want to say your freaking logo. Your name is Jet Finley, and it's on a jet. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I love that so much. Thanks. <laughs> I love that so much. Shout out to White Boy Chris. He made it. That's perfect. And that leads into our shout outs. This is where we take a time to shout out how many ever people you want to shout out. So, Jeff, you so should many. fly. Well, 
I have a few people that I want to shout out. So I want to shout out my H I R E N T fam back at home in Houston. K O Corey Knights is like one of the people that. Hey, I know Corey. Yeah, it's like one of my mentors. Um, although he always says I'm oldest and he's the youngest, but he's still a great <laughs> mentor. Um, <laughs> my best friend at the shot him out. So shout out to Ian Ward. Um, follow him on Instagram. Hey, his, Ian. his name is how you said? I think at the underscore champion. I may have gotten that wrong. Let me see. Because he'll kill me if I didn't get it right. Okay, but also, shout out to Clear Talent Group. That's my new agency. Congratulations, honey. Um, shout out to my agents, Tiffany Tahana. I love you because you're getting me all this great work. <laughs> um, you put in the work to get it. Shout out to my mom. Um, <laughs> shout out to mom. Shout out to God because he's good to all of us. Um, shout out to everybody that's out here doing what the fuck they gotta do. You know, shout out to Megan the Stallion because she's out here killing it. Shout out to Lizzo. Shout out yes. to Tank of the Bangles because they just did a dope ass show in LA and I didn't get to go to it. <laughs> shout out to, you know, self approve for having me on their show today and like liking me for who I am. And yeah, just shout out to all you bad bitches out there. Hey. What's the beginning of one of... I think it was City Girls or something like that. Real what? nigga give... What is the, like... Real ass bitch give up a head Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I don't know. I just oh, thought... Oh, shout out to the City Girls because I'm trying to get fluid out of it. Wait, you don't got to get flown out because you're already out here. They talking about flying to L.A., right? I'm trying to get fluid out to wherever. I'm trying to get clear to get me fluid out to <laughs> Japan because... They got a world tour coming, and I'm about to be on it. <laughs> I'll I say let's do it. I'll let me in Tokyo. All right. My shout-outs are very simple. You might hear them every week, but they still rang true. First of all, shout-out to the Jet Finley. The Jet Thanks. Finley. Billboard's Jet Finley. Okay. okay. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out Thanks, there. Thanks, Billboard. That'd be great. Shout-out <laughs> to the <laughs> homie. We've been trying to plan this and when we was going to do it, and now it's the right time. Everything just worked out I had to low-key beg, y'all, and I'm playing. No, you didn't. <laughs> you were already on the list. We just didn't know when we was going to get you. I'm just you. kidding. I love Rico. But shout-out to the homie, my brother, J.O., for putting up with my shit. But also believing in the podcast. And now it's taking us places we didn't think we were going to go. Or we had plans to go. And now we're going for free. So shout out to that. Shout out to the people. Shout out to Derbali. Listen, I know you got something to do with this uh, BT stream. Plus, it's a streaming service. Guys, I'll talk about that later. But shout out to BT for signing a partnership with me. Believing that I have a voice. That made me feel like really good. People are listening. People think I have it, and I will show what I have. have And if I don't have it, I'm going to (laughs) learn to to get it, I guess. But also, shout out to the show that is out now. It's on Disney Channel. It's called Just Row With It. Spot your boy in a few episodes. You should go and watch it on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. And it comes on again, so if you miss it at 8, go back at 8.30. Or just, you know, go watch it, because why not? Shout out to... To Chappie and shout out to Glad because you guys are the reasons why we're getting 
flown out to New York. Shout out to our homie Devin that is from New York. <laughs> Just shout out to everybody. But also something that you said, and I think I said it after you, but it's just going to ring in like my spirit now and in my head is if you don't put in the work, it won't work for you. I don't know. That just is the thing now. So you put in the work, it's not going to work for you. So work, you only getting work because work you put in the work. Work and plan your work. J.L. Work your plan and plan your work. I'm pretty much going to piggyback off your shout outs there. Shout out to Glad and Chappie. You know, this whole New York thing without them would not be a Would not possibility. be happening. So shout out to them. And honestly, just shout out to Official El Rico, man. Like, you're just saying that this podcast started with just you. And now you brought me on. Then we brought Kate and G on. Now we got Kayla Cat on the blog. This team is slowly growing. It such, is. It's always from like, your, this is your brain baby, man. So shout out to you because without you, this would not be possible. Brain so babies. I could, you know... Keep going on, uh, but let's keep it simple as that. So shout out to you, man. Definitely have to wrap it up by shouting out all of the team over at Last Astronauts Data Banks. Oh, actually, yeah, I was going to leak because I'm not too sure when we'll drop this. But Oops. July 1st, we got the Filth Monroe album, Filth the Enabler, Trill Monroe. And then we got We Should Go to Japan, Data Banks, and Trill Monroe. And we got the Dilly Bat album coming out, I think, August or September. And then a Chi album is in the works. So. And what just came out? The... The freaking art cover was fantastic. For which one? Uh, I think it was uh, Daily and Chi. Or Daily and Barry. Unholy. Unholy. Yeah, Daily and Barry. Barry D, Daily Bat, holding down the city while we out here trying to build up these uh, relationships. So let's get it. We got you covered. Oh yeah, and download y'all. Y'all don't forget about Tajik's album. Download well, house party. Well, you let me finish. <laughs> I was gonna Oops. hop over to it. Oops, download house party. While we were talking about music, it popped in my head to make sure you download House Party by Todrick Hall. It's yes. a phenomenal album. So Only part one. This is part one. So if you stuck on part one, listen to that over and over. Can't you wait until part two? I know you can. I can't either. So he needs to hurry up and do it. Hey, you listening? Hurry up and do it. Also, shout out to Todrick and Colleen. Colleen has a new special on Netflix called You're, called You're Welcome. It's her on tour, what she does on tour. Also, <laughs> Haters Back Off is another one of the shows that she has. Check out Todrick on Netflix as well. The Behind the Curtains documentary. It's fantastic. But also shout out to them because they're heading to Broadway. They're going to be in The Waitress. Hey, Lily. They're going to be in The Waitress. I'm trying to get out there and be on some Broadway stages myself. So I'm going to put this out there. It's now in the universe and it's now recorded that because I'm stepping my foot into New York this year, next year, next year in New York, I will be on Broadway. That's going to be awesome. You got to be more specific because you'd be on Broadway in the street. I will be on a Broadway stage in their performing arts, whether it's dancing, acting. I definitely want to be in Kinky Boots the Musical. So... You just gonna put it that here out there. First, folks. You heard that here. So when I announce this next year, don't be shocked because I already said it. I'm putting positive energy out there with it, so it's gonna happen. While we're just rambling on, let's end this episode with a special thank you to you guys. You guys have been showing me that you want us to keep doing this and you want to keep listening. And I hate to inform you, but this podcast episode, like this season, is about to come to an end soon. Yeah. Crazy how time flies. Time flew. No. We celebrated our two-month anniversary, and then, bam, season over. Actually, by the time this comes in, I might be hovering around the three-month three mark. Really? Yeah, actually. Our, yeah, we're already, like, 
Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, shout out to all of you guys that's in the Seth Proof Podcast family. Shout out to Kate and G once again, and shout out to Kayla Cat for now joining the team. It's slowly building. I didn't even think about that, but it is. It's slowly building. It's becoming an empire. Mm-hmm. Whoa. No one's nobody trying to kill each other. We're not going to try to kill each other. Probably. I mean, Kayla Cat will probably be the one killing us. Anyway, it's inside joke. But thank you guys so much for listening. This podcast comes out every Tuesday at 4.16 a.m. Go and follow us on our social media, Self-Approved Podcast at Self-Approved PD. Not only that, check out our website at www.selfapprovedpd.com where you might get some good exclusive and some big announcements coming out soon because we've been testing some things and they've been looking really good. And I think it's time to almost put that out, right? Let's go. I, I think we I think we should. Uh, go and follow your boy J.O. Stacks on all platforms mm-hmm. at J-A-Y-O-S-T-A-X-X. <clears throat> no, there's not a third X. Stop being nasty. I heard you. You're nasty. We're working follow, up to that. Follow me. We're I think up we said that. that I'll, I'll be We're the film director for that. that one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can be the artistic director. I have I have that film looking good. <laughs> I'm being on set. I'm going to do something. <laughs> I got to be there. I can, no. do, I can do the slates. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll slate it in. I'll, I'll, it I'll in. DP it. Okay. But follow your boy, yours truly, official El Rico, on Instagram, L-R-E-C-O-D-I-X-O-N, on anywhere on the internet, actually. You put that name in, you find all of my social medias and stuff. Make sure you check out our brand new blog coming from your girl, Kayla Cat. Said that. Said that. And some of the stuff that you read, well, all of the stuff that you read is basically going to be from her. If you want a little inside scoop before the podcast comes out, that comes out the day before the podcast. Mm. So you get a little peek into what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And shout out and follow. You can follow me. This boy <laughs> me in the over trail. here. Going the, fly, the person, you know what? It's funny that your logo is a jet because you're literally about to take flight. I am about to take flight. Y'all can catch me everywhere. You know? <laughs> catch me on all billboards. But no, seriously, if you want to follow me, all you have to do is put in Jeff Finley. I am the trademarked J E T F I N L E Y. If you want to find me on Instagram, Facebook, that's all you have to put in. I am trademarked, so I'm like the number one jet. The Thanks. number one jet. jet. Yes, I'm the number one jet family. There's other jets out there, and I love them, but I'm the number one. <laughs> He's the number one jet. And with that being Thank said, you. listen, <laughs> I'm going to say this to you. So, everybody quiet. This is just me and you, the person that is listening to this. I'm in your headphones, or I'm in whatever you're listening to, Alexa, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, PodCoin, Stitcher, anything you're listening to this on while buffering. Binge on what makes you happy. Find your grace and style. Remember you deserve a drink and that you are official by your own approval because it's time for you to learn how to be a boss, B-A-W-S-E, and how to write some notes to yourself because you got this round. No matter what is thrown at you, you can fight it. You will win no matter what. Don't give up. Just because it seems like you're in the desert, guarantee you there's rain on the way. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Peace. We out.